you guys know how obsessed I am with my boxer dogs. And throughout the years, we have had many, many funny stories. Now, even if you're not a dog person, trust me, you're going to find this funny. Excuse me, mom. Mom, excuse me. Mom. Welcome to Next Stop Crazy Town. This is Juliette Hahn, and I am the host of this weekly pod. I'm going to be sharing with you guys a little glimpse of my crazy world. I'm a mom of three, and I have two crazy boxer dogs. I will have guests some weeks, and some weeks it will just be me, but I will always be talking about uncomfortable things that have happened to me before motherhood or during motherhood. I just want you to know that you are not alone in this crazy world. Things happen that people don't like to talk about, but guess what? I do. I cannot wait for you guys to join me every week just to get a little laugh. Okay, so I want to start with Lucy Han, the first boxer that we ever got. And yes, I used to literally call her Lucy Han or Goosey Baskins or Silly Goose or Goosey Gusky. I had a thousand nicknames and I'm not going to go through all of them as I just did that. I just totally got a laugh. And now I can talk about Lucy even after five years of her have passed. I think it's been five years. I'm not going to go there because I don't want to do the math and then get sad and think about the day because this is going to be a light and funny uh, stories about Lucy. We got married 2003, September, and we got Lucy February 14th. Yes, Valentine's Day. And she was born on Christmas Day, which is my birthday. So it was extra special. Now, we did not know about rescue. We did not know that there was actually a thing that you could rescue a boxer that was in need. So we did go to a breeder, but we did make sure we went to see where the all the dogs were. So we knew that the parents were taken care of and it wasn't a puppy mill. It was in New Jersey. It was a, it was a really, the guy was great. He was a Jacquette boxer. Lucy was so much money. It was actually ridiculous now that we look back on it. And now that we actually rescue our dogs, but she was beautiful and sweet and fun. And we literally took her home. I remember the day we picked her up and I had this tiny little car harness because I was so ready to have babies, but we just got married and we wanted to have a year of, you know, not thinking about kids and all that kind of stuff. So I became literally obsessed, maybe a little unhealthy, but we got this tiny little, and I still have it by the way, this tiny little car harness that we put her in and we put her in the back and I sat with her and I mean, it was love at first sight. We absolutely fall in love with Lucy Han and she was so funny. I mean, she used to sleep in bed with us. I mean, we did all the wrong things. You know, you're supposed to crate train. We did. We did crate train her, but when she would cry, we'd be like, oh, oh no. And mainly me. Dan's going to listen to this and be like, no, I did not do any of that. And I literally took her to work and I wore her in a baby carrier on the way to work because she didn't have all her shots and I didn't want her to go on the ground. And I listened to exactly what the vet told me. And so I had her in a, in a, in this baby carriage and our apartment at the time, you weren't allowed to have dogs. So I used to hide her because we were moving in probably like a month. I think it was, I'm terrible with timetables, you know that, but we were moving from 6th Street to 11th Street in the East Village. And so we would sneak her up at night and, you know, it probably was like a week. Um, We would sneak her up at night, but I would have this thing. And I literally carried her in a baby carriage. I was obsessed with this dog, obsessed. And so many funny stories uh, of Lucy. I mean, she was a very strong-willed dog. Quickly, we learned that she hated other dogs. She got bit one time in the streets of New York with the dog that she thought she was friends with. And I think that just pissed her off. And she was like, you know what? Fuck you, dogs. So she used to get in fights. And it was um, 
never blood. It was more of like a dominance thing. I'll never forget. There was one time when she was young and this is before she actually like would get in fights, but we were walking and she got into like a tussle with a Rottweiler that was a grown adult Rottweiler and pinned this dog. And I remember the owner being like, oh, you got a dominant one. And I was like, oh, Lucy Han, she's so cute. Look at her little face. And I used to have this really <laughs> squeaked voice. When I would talk to her, it, it's, it's, it's actually, I look back, I mean, I was insanely in love with Lucy Han. And um, she pinned that dog. And I remember from then on, like she would get in tussles. So I had to watch it. And you've heard my mom fails. Like she used to get in full on fights. Never blood. Um, yes, there was times there was blood drawn because of, you know, an ear got in a mouth or something like that. But she, it was more of a dominant thing. She just wanted to dominate. And I did have a trainer, but clearly I didn't do the right stuff. She used to sleep in the bed with us. She was be on the couch. I mean, I gave her all abilities to be top dog. And um, now I know that that was all wrong. Um, but she was the best. She literally, if I was sitting talking to a friend, <laughs> she wanted attention, she would come over and just like make noises and cry at you and just make these and shake until you paid attention to her. I mean, she really had me trained well. I was not, uh, <laughs> was not the dog whisperer, even though I would think I was. I was like, I'm so good with her. She's the best. Um, but now, as I said, I look back, I, I really spoiled her. So when we had Montgomery, I literally went through the baby blues because of Lucy. Cried my eyes out that no one was going to love her. I was worried that um, the baby was going to be allergic to her. What would I do? I would never give her up. So the baby would just have to deal with it. And it's you know Lucy's the top dog, and um, it was it was it was pretty crazy. I mean, my mom at one point I remember saying, "Just stop. You're so weird with your dog love. I know we all love Lucy Han, but come on, you're acting like a." complete lunatic. And I think I even cried harder. It was like, you know, the, the baby hormones. But if anyone walked into the house, they had to say hi to Lucy before they were allowed to say hi to Montgomery. I mean, that's, I was a loopy loon. Actually, some people used to call her Lo loopy Louie too. Cause she was, I mean, she had a personality, like she could have been in the movies. She was just, and, and she was gorgeous. So that was Lucy. And then I'm not going to get into when Lucy got sick and all that, but um, she took 24 pills a day for the end of her life. I mean, we would literally leave the grocery store if her alarm went off on my phone because I had like the timing and I would leave food to get home to get her her pills. I mean, she was queen, queen, and she was one of the best dogs that we ever had. So we did not get, um, we had Doyle soon when Lucy probably was two years before she passed a friend from uh, the town I grew up in had boxers and they bred them. I think it was pretty accidental, but I don't remember the whole story, but she was like, please, can you take one? And I wasn't going to because we were going to get another dog, but Lucy didn't love dogs. She was fine with puppies. And I begged Dan, begged. I was like, she's doing really well in her medicine. Come on. We always wanted to get, when we moved out of the city, we always wanted to get her another dog, but you know, we, we we wanted to start rescuing now. We realized about the rescue. So this, we felt, okay, we were like, you know what? It's a puppy. She's going to be fine with it. And oh, there comes Doyle, Han. Oh, my boy. You guys know how much I love Doyle. He is, again, a, a lunatic. I mean, boxers are so fun. I mean, their personality, they're literally not lacking any personality. So Lucy and Doyle got along really well. I mean, Doyle wanted to snuggle with her all the time because he came from a house as a puppy, I mean, there was like the both of the parents, then there was a ton of, there was bulldogs, there was Bordeaux, I mean, and all his siblings. So he came from a house with a lot of dogs. So he just wanted to snuggle up with Lou. 
And Lou was not really having it. She did let him sometimes, but she would like give him a dirty look. And sometimes if he got too close when she wasn't in the mood, she would swat him away. But he he got it. And they played and they were really, really sweet. So um, you guys have heard stories of Doyle. I think one that I never told you was when we were in Connecticut. So he used to get out and run. He would never run away, but he would just like explore neighborhoods. And I would get really nervous that he was going to hit by a car or stolen. One time... Doyle was out. And I was like, how the hell did he get? Kids, did you leave? Like, we all knew you had to close the doors really tight or he would bust through and just run. He would, like, run all over the property. And then it became a game. You had to get in your car, honk the horn. (laughs) He would come. Clearly, and I did get a trainer for that, too. (laughs) But I didn't follow through on it all the time. I have to say, I was so, I'm so much more strict with my kids than I am with my dogs. So he... I was like, there's no way. Dan's like, Doyle's in the driveway. And I was like, oh my God, what are you talking about? So I was like, I don't know how he got off. And I said to Dan, I think he jumped off the deck. And he's like, honey, it's a second floor deck. He didn't jump off the deck. And I was like, all right, yeah, that does sound crazy, right? So there was this one time, the deer in Connecticut, the fox, the chipmunks used to make him insane, insane. So he was go like literally would get on his hind legs. Boxers, they really do use their front paws. He would get on his hind legs and pounce the window, okay, pounce it, pounce it, like the glass window at any animal that was outside. So you would have to like distract him because I'm like, he's going to go through this window. So I went out and I like yelled like a lunatic at the deer. And then I went to show him that the deer were gone. I was like, honey, come on here. You can see the deer are gone. You don't have to be so crazy. (laughs) And he jumped off the deck. Now he jumped out, like we had a gate on the stairs and then our property was not um, fenced in. So I would take him for a walk and he would be on a leash. We had like a long like dog run in the back. So he never had lack of space, but we you couldn't let him go. Like Lucy could be without her leash. She never went anywhere. She'd like stood right next to you, but he would run. And some people said it's the male versus female, but he literally leaped over the gate down the stairs. And I was like, oh my God, I screamed bloody murder. I thought his legs got stuck and I was going to find him dead on the ground. And as... I went to go run out on the deck. He's running through the yard after the deer. Okay. He had like a little cut, never hurt his knee, nothing. I mean, he leaped over this, probably landed on like the eighth stair down and then landed on the floor. I mean, it was insane. And they were not big stairs and they were open. So he could have gotten a leg off. It was crazy. So he, you guys here, I mean, he's like an escape artist. We moved to, um, and he was fine. We did have to get, I convinced him that right before, it was right before the holidays. And that's what we spent our money on. Like so much money on this fence that you could just open that gate and it was just, he can get access through the balcony. So that's how the dogs used to go out. He used to, when we moved to Long Island, we had to get this fenced in. We actually did get fenced in for Lucy because she did run, but then we really trained her not to like explore and stuff. So she was good. And he would find every little hole to get out, every little part and jump over. He jumps over fences too. I mean, he's an insane guy. So when Lucy passed, it took us a little while to get another dog. I was ready right away not to replace Lou, but I needed something else. And I was also knowing that Doyle was really hurting but it took us a while, and um, finally Dan was like, I'm ready. He was re- he and Luce were really bonded, and he wasn't ready to get another dog. So he did, um, I remember, he, I was like, I'm just going to put applications in, honey, please. And he's like, fine, put them in, but I'm not ready. If there's a dog, I'm not ready. So all of a sudden, he's like, I'm ready. And the rescue calls, they have a puppy mill mom, two actually puppy mill moms, one from a really, really bad area like a bad puppy mill, like a terrible one. Not that there's a good one or a bad one, but they're Amish. If you guys don't know this, 
getting a dog from Pennsylvania, you have to go see where the parents live. And I'm not against breeders because there are good breeders, but rescuing is really a great way to, to save dogs. And people get nervous. They're like, I don't know what the dog's background is. Dogs are resilient and they're really forgiving. And if you treat them right, they are, it's rescuing is the most rewarding thing. It's, it's so amazing. So we picked Katie Hahn. And yes, I used to call her Katie Hahn. <laughs> she came from a puppy mill in from the Amish, uh, but it, she was like the only dog and it was like the kids kind of way that they bred her and she would they would sell the puppies and make money. But she lived in terrible conditions, probably outside. She Her head was bald. So whether she was in a crate or in an area that was too small that her head, she just sat because she did sit up a lot and she would fall asleep over. So she either was watching what was going on, but she went to a foster first, never knew how to walk the stairs, was scared to death of everything. And then um, we got her after two weeks of the foster and, and she was like ready to go. She was so excited to love the kids. She loved Doyle. She like couldn't wait to play. Doyle was so happy to have, an, you know, another dog to play with now because Lucy was sick for most of his, you know, like really sick for most of his life. Not really sick, but not enough to like run around and play. She was pretty old. So he was pumped because he loves other dogs. Doesn't always love every person, but loves other dogs. And I mean, they just played and played and played. And um, that felt amazing to rescue Katie. And Katie didn't, wasn't with us that long. Um, I'm not going to go into that again either. That was a really hard time. Just as with Lucy, that was like one of the darkest days in my life with both of them. And she was just a great dog though. She was great. We only had her for three years. I was so happy that we could rescue and save her because she was, she, she was a sweet, sweet soul. Then Towards the end, she probably had a brain tumor or some sort of something that ruptured and that's what she passed from. But she decided she didn't like Doyle anymore. <laughs> Doyle is so big, but she literally would look at him and we would be like, the stare, because she would attack him. And he is not submissive, but he's not dominant. Like he doesn't get into fights unless provoked. And so he would fight. So there was a time of our lives that were really tough because they did fight a lot. So we had to kind of keep them separate and it was it was tricky. Definitely in Long Island because it's an open floor plan. In Connecticut, it was okay. We, we could keep one in the kitchen and one, you know, when they fed, like we fed them and stuff. And then we just watched them. And they could be around each other, but you had to be really on it, um, which was stressful. But I would never do anything different because, you know, I'm obsessed with my dogs. So after Katie, there was a family that reached out to me, knew I did boxer rescue, and they were just going through some really hard times. They had to move. They had two babies. The husband wasn't around. And that's where Carly Jane came in. Um, that was the hardest thing for that family. And they did give her to us because they knew that we would be able to give her a really good family. I worked with them a little bit because Katie was still alive and Katie was not loving other dogs. So we weren't taking um, any other in. But um, she just, we had the meet. She and I still are in contact. She still says, I mean, she misses Carly. Carly is amazing. And you guys see, she's the white dog that we have. Doyle's the brindle. They just are obsessed with each other and love each other so much and are so fun. I mean, Carly is like, she will let you literally like put her in a ball and snuggle her up and hold her like tight and kiss her and she'll be on her back and she just will let you snuggle on her and love on her. Doyle is the same, but he'll like get like, okay, that's enough. Lucy did not like if you snuggled her too much. She used to get annoyed. I probably gave her way too much love. That's why. Even though Carly lets you. And Katie would let you love her, but not like Carly. Carly, literally, you can like put in a ball and snuggle up. And the things that are funny, so like both dogs sleep with us. Katie did not sleep with us because she started getting dominant of the bed. And then that's when she would fight with Doyle a little bit more. So she loved sleeping in her crate. 
Doyle used to sleep in his bed, but now that he's older, um, he sleeps in bed with in his bed next to us, but now he sleeps in bed with us. And so does Carly, both under the covers, like at our feet, and they kind of snuggle with each other. But Carly is just, she's fun. She loves everyone. She loves to play with everyone. She loves all people, all dogs. She's our first boxer that loves everyone all together. As I said, Doyle sometimes doesn't love, like if men come in the house or like anyone's near me, he's super protective of me. I think it's the male thing. If we lived in Compton, it probably would be really helpful. But where we live, really, I don't need to be protected. And I kind of tell him all the time. But Carly is just fun-loving and sweet, and they literally play 24 hours. So those are my boxer stories. If you guys ever want any information on rescue, please let me know because um, I am connected in in a few different rescues, especially Adopt-A-Boxer Rescue um, out of Pennsylvania. They are just wonderful, and they really take care of the dogs, and then they do foster them. So they make sure that the dogs are in the, you know, in the right place with the right family. Um, But boxers are truly special, sweet dogs. And um, if you guys ever, you know, if you know people that want boxers or anything like that and want to rescue, please put them in touch with me. All right. This is longer than I expected, but I could go on and on. You guys know that. I just obsessed with my dogs. So the quote of the day is, I don't always sleep with you, but when I do and jump in your bed at three in the morning, I'll make sure I either pounce on your stomach or pounce on your face. (laughs) It's so true. So as I said, Doyle used to sleep in his bed and then he always did come up and it would be sometimes where in the middle of the night it's dark and I would get pounced on on the stomach or the face. And it, it, it's, it is a boxer thing. I think they don't always know their space. All right, guys, if you like what you heard, please share, please rate, review my podcast. It is how I get it out. Let me know if you guys have any boxer stories or any dog stories. I want to hear your fun dog stories. You can leave it at Juliet, J-U-L-I-E-T, at nextstopcrazytown.com. I hope you liked this episode of Next Stop Crazy Town. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe to my channel, share with your friends, and join in every week. For more information, check out nextstopcrazytown.com.